Welcome to the Help My Unbelief podcast, the number one Christian podcast designed for the unbeliever. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? I'm just, I say we just roll right into it. Hey, let's roll. Let's roll. Some of our best conversations start happening whenever we're not recording. Two and a half seconds before we start recording, all our conversations are great. Mark, continue what you're saying about Larry's brain because I thought that was funny. So, what does Larry's brain sound like again? Squeak, 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 squeak. So, you're sound like a a swing set? My little gerbil on a wheel. It's Uh, a little gerbil. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was picturing like an, right. <laughs> squeak, squeak. I was yeah. picturing like an old swing <laughs> set that nobody uses <laughs> right, right now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nobody uses. Did everybody go Spider check out? Uh, and everything else. Did everybody go check out Peepaw's um, glasses last week? Yes, we actually had an increase on YouTube. Yeah. for that same episode. So apparently, yeah, hi. yeah. Uh, oh, I want to make an announcement real quick before we forget. So I did merge our podcast over to a hosting platform that's owned by Spotify. Which we're excited about because we get video yeah. on Spotify now. Yes. So no, you, whoever's listening to the show, if you're on Apple or whatever, um, you will not notice any difference. The, int- uh, the intro is going to be a little different, but that's just because we're, we're having to change that. Um, but for those of you that are um, listening on Spotify, you do have the video um, available now on there. And then for those of you that watch or listen on YouTube, no changes. So literally no changes. Guys, bear with us for a little while with the intro music. What happened was our old intro song, I finally got a hold of the people that um, owned, owned it, it and they said no that we cannot use it for this so i had to change it after what 39 38 episodes 38 and so what you're hearing now on the intro is i hate it too if you hate it me too and so um, i'm just gonna sing amazing grace and put oh, that on there instead yeah and then that way i would own it right yeah you know what we ought to do we ought to see if we could um get an unbeliever to make us an intro, but if and it not, but it be like not anti God. You know what I mean? That fall in line with what we do. No, you don't like that. <laughs> Neither one of you guys like that one. <laughs> you know, you know. There's this. There's I mean, it's this. Like, okay, I am opposed to secular music. If it does not glorify God, then I don't have a reason to sing it. So there's this atheist that um, was in the church. She was a piano player for the church for like thirty years. Her name's L. G. Gray. And she still yeah, you talked about that. She still gets on lot uh, TikTok lives and will play church music on her lives. Okay, I need, but doesn't sancti- I need something sanctified by God, not sanctified sanctified by man. Right. Oh, so look, I mean, listen. Music is the only thing uh-huh. that doesn't require permission to enter your soul. Where are you getting that? Where are you getting that? Let me let me just do a quick example. Okay. The minute I say I'm so excited, already the beat hit your heart, your foot tapped twice, and your head went. Okay? I mean, that's all it takes. My shoulders get to going. Oh, oh it's because, so because that music is it's in, in ingrated in you. Okay? I could walk by. Okay, now listen. I'm, I was in band and stuff. So classical music does something for me. All right. Uh-huh. And it integrates in me. So the minute if I'm walking by and I hear classical music or I hear a beautiful piano playing, 
It doesn't matter the song. I'm listening to the notes. I'll turn my head to find it. Where Where is that coming from? And I'll move toward that. How many of us have songs from our youth that were secular that if we sit there and dissect those particular songs and why they affect us and why, why they mean something to us, we'd find out that it was actually the demonic entrance into our bodies. What was that? Wasn't there like an old rock record from like the 70s or 80s that you could take it and you could spin it backwards oh, and it had like satanic lyrics there are several, on there? There are several. Oh, yeah. Let me there's see. Several. I went to Seventh-day Adventist School. I can tell you about all that stuff. There was I, I lived through it another, all, too. Another one, Bites the Dust by Queen, Backmasking. There was um, uh, Stairway, to had Heaven, several. Stairway to Heaven by... By uh, Led Zeppelin, backmasking. What was things. it saying? What was it saying? You would have to be uh, really willing to hear that. Oh, <laughs> gotcha, they gotcha. They were saying because I remember a guy came in and he was like, "No, that's all. Let's all smoke marijuana." And we were like, "No, nah, man, that's all." Uh, Not let's all smoke marijuana. No, you can hear it. It's all let's all smoke marijuana backwards. Now I have heard and, some that were. Really clear, right? And then I, and then I mean, I lived through all of that when that was coming around. So right. it's not like they spin it backwards and it's like we hate God. It's not like clear. It's not clear, but you it know, sounds demonic. It, it's enough to make you. Well, it's interesting because I heard a study later, like ten years later, it was talking about how backmasking, listening to recordings backwards, would actually aid in criminal. Uh, investigations and other things because the psychologist said that when we speak, you know, we have intuition. That person's full of crap. They're lying to me right now, right? Mm -hmm. It's because our conscious mind listens to things frontwards. Our our unconscious mind is reversing it. And that, that's what they say where intuition comes from so that we're sending two messages when we speak, forwards and reverse. Wow. And yeah. reverse um, exposes the content of the heart. I don't know if any of that's true, but... No, but, but they did try that with some uh, country music. And, and it was fine? No, you got your truck back, you got your dog back, and you got your <laughs> wife back. <laughs> did you come up with that? That's perfect. Because that was clever. <laughs> that's an old one. I was like, that was clever. I was like, listen, man. Listen, they're... they're I, <laughs> You didn't need to play the stuff I'd listen to backwards to know that it was, <laughs> it was demonic. demonic. Right, right, yeah. I mean, right, yeah. you know, listen to no Ronnie kidding. James Dio. And ACDC, and, yeah. yeah. Listen I mean, the, to those guys. Marilyn Manson. Itself, the right. title in itself, ACDC. And they were known even back then um, that they had sold their soul to the devil for their music. Mm. I well, mean, I'll was, tell you this. Was, you know, I would say common knowledge, but you know, I don't know how you got the common knowledge. Well, I'll listen tell you to this. back you heard from a herd. Listen to yeah. Hell's Bells, man. Yeah. I don't. Here's Meatloaf what I'll say. Meatloaf, bat out of hell. Right. <laughs> here's what I'll say. I don't know if what you said to start this conversation is true or not. That music's the only thing that doesn't need permission to enter your yes, soul. Does. Yes, it is. I don't know if that's true. What was Satan? It's okay. Huh? I'm sorry. So for for those people that keep I telling want, me that Satan is not hold on, his name, let me finish my point. Lucifer was what in heaven? He was in charge of the music, wasn't he? He's a worship. He's a worship pastor. I don't know. I don't know how you say that. But he but he he was the worshiper, right? Right. Yeah. He, he was in charge. He had musical instruments all through his body. He knows the power and the influence of music. Yeah, I'll tell you this though: the music industry itself, and in which it's not 
the music that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's the people like Katy Perry and the people like um, the people like Rihanna, the people that are singing this teen upbeat, um, you know, this girly, this really soft music. Those are the people that are starting to show evidence of being like in. I, I don't want to say evidence, but there's speculation that these people are like in the Illuminati. And then you remember that Papa Legba, that voodoo, that voodoo God that we talked about like 20 episodes ago. He's supposed to be the one that's tied to the music industry. There's definitely more than Hollywood and anything like that. The music industry seems like there's well, more. You look at the influence that Taylor Swift got when she first hit the music scene as this little sweet, innocent girl. And then... Then you look at the craft that she's putting out now, which yeah. looks like her innocent little girl music turned around backward and played in in backfeed, and, and now you got she's the demonic, wearing like demonic stuff in her yeah, videos. It's yeah, it's yeah. craziness. She's she's changed. Yeah, they all, who else changed? They all do. The Hannah, Mo- Hannah Montana. What's her name? Yeah, what's her Miley Cyrus? Miley Cyrus Ooh. changed. I mean, you know, all these little. Girls that got the influence and the and the uh, following when they were young, sweet, to lead them away, to lead our youth away, right? Have you seen Britney Spears yeah. lately? Yeah. Have you seen Britney Spears lately? Used and abused. Like Britney Spears is literally like, I don't want. She is either extremely me- mentally ill or she is just straight up possessed by demons. Bottom line, like she is literally doesn't. She, uh, they try to protect her. And this where she's is our call it like it is. But series. she, she does, she does like videos to where she'll stand in front of the camera and just sit there and like do these dance moves. And she's looking at the camera and there's just nothing there, dude. And it's like, whoa, man. Could she's it, one of the could most. Could it be an excess of Botox? No, she, she don't have Botox. She can't show an expression on her face no, anymore? No, it's. Um, Those it's, scare me. I would like you to see one of the videos because I think you would be like, whoa. Like she's uh, like, let's just pray for her from afar out there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to get close. You don't want to have her on the show and nope. she'll just be back here dancing. Nope. <laughs> nope. The whole time. Nope. nope. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm with you on that one. Yeah, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Man, it's I mean, just one of those things, dude. You know, right now, the only one that I really enjoy musical influence from because I know the person's heart. Because I f- have felt it since the minute I walked into this church, and that's Joseph, yeah, Pastor Joseph. From the minute he opens his mouth, the praise just just ignites me, man. Yeah, it just ignites me. I mean, just talking about him right now ignites me. But it, it's it's amazing. Oh, I did want to address something. Then I I I'm gonna address it. Segue. Address it. Uh, wait I know, a minute. I know you that just was funny. Said that. <laughs> what were you identifying? I don't as know. Just now? I, I was doing a. Um, um, I don't know. Anyway, the Facebook. Somebody made a comment. I don't even remember the dude's name. Somebody made a comment, and I commented back. He said that you know that I'm doing a fashion faux pas with my. Oh, your visor, yeah. And I answered in a third party because I didn't figure you'd mind. And I said, look, we've tried to tell Larry, and he just doesn't care. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Actually, I said he don't care, and somebody corrected me and said it doesn't. 
So thank well, you. Welcome I to social corrected. media. Yeah, did, I stand. Did you tell them Listen, don't? Ain't I, this a first off, I, in Oklahoma? I, my wife is right here. I do not have a receding hairline. Okay. And I contribute that simply to the fact that I did not perm my hair in the 70s. Mm. Okay. My brother is gone on the top. My my brother, before he passed, was gone on the top. And you said you permed your hair, and you said you permed your hair. and My hair's you know, fine. Yes, your hair's fine. That's why. Okay, so it's not an exceed, uh, um, a receding hairline. It's just that my visor is low, and I've got a tall forehead. we got to get you on social media more. Guess what? We don't care. Mm. This is my style. Seems like you care. And, uh, and I'm addressing this. I am going through all of my visors. I am not. A Sooners fan. I don't pay attention to OU football. I don't pay attention to OSU football. I don't pay attention to any of these current colleges. Okay, I I don't uh, address any or contribute to any of the colleges anymore. Ask me why. Okay, I'll answer that question because once they became, once they were no longer the influence, and they're they have decided to be influenced by instead of influencing. Once you start letting culture influence colleges, then you get a college that you that started off on biblical principles like Harvard. Yeah. All right. And then you turn it into a Satanistic place of, of demonic activity. Just a cesspool. Let's uh, just yeah. say so, just a- so I'm wearing this because it fills my 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 try for uh, uh 52 visors and i'm yeah getting there but there's some visors that i have that i was pointing out to my wife this morning i cannot wear them on here they have like a beer and stuff on them they have a beer that that actually this beer is actually in question right now for promoting trans it's, it's transgender and uh then i have a couple of them that um promote alcohol and my wife has been delivered from alcoholism. There is no way that I could yeah. possibly sit here and wear one on my head nope. that, that glorifies what put my wife in bondage. I wonder if we can find, so, I wonder if we can find like a fired up on that. I wonder if we could, I, I might get on eBay or something and see if I can't buy you a bunch of like visors or something. Would you wear used ones if we cleaned them? Cause I have a hat cleaning kit. I can scrub them and okay, put wait, some wait, air freshener in them. Okay. You do realize how many visors we're we are at thirty we're at forty, right? Yeah, now. I'm invested. Is this okay. episode forty? This is episode forty. Let's go, okay. baby! And I'm and I'm I'm needing twelve more or not twelve. I, I've got a few that I haven't worn on here yet, and some of them promote you know uh, stuff I don't know anything about. You got but a Dell Earnhardt one? No, actually, I do not. But I'm gonna get you one. But okay, fine. You know whatever. I don't promote that either because that was all about drugs and alcohol back then yeah um and cigarettes uh you good, got you lost job, it, most you of totally my visors his, his mo- most of my <laughs> visors i got from the thrift stores really took them home toss them on the dish, uh, into the washing machine i'm gonna try to find you some i'm invested in this whole visor thing yeah man for as long as we do the show i want you to wear a different visor every time really yeah even if it's Dude, 40 do you years. Know, do you know how, do you know what 50 visors on the back of a door looks like? Is it bad? Covers the whole door, oh, dude. You have a, you have a, I have a shoe rack. I have a shoe rack. That's what I got. The old metal shoe rack. 
Oh, I don't have a and I toss yet. and I toss my visors on, and, and there there might be four or five on each rung. What's your favorite one? What's your favorite visor? My favorite one now is, a, of course, TMU, bro. The oh, the Help My Unbelief one. Yeah, yeah. that's not TMU. THMU. No, it's HMU. HMU. And the H has a cross on the on it. Okay, all right, I can go there. Well, HMU. I guess it could be a T. He helped my unbelief. The help my unbelief. Yeah, it's a cross, but it could be a T. Okay, it's uh, actually no, a cross. That, that would be my favorite one. Nice, but, you know. But I do have. What's your second favorite one? The one with your face on it. <laughs> I forgot about that one, dude. That's, that's every time you aggravate me, I go. Yeah, you give me a willy. <laughs> that's my favorite one. You comb my receding hairline. Yep. There you go. We've been blowing up on Facebook lately. It's been getting more traffic over there, huh? Yeah. 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 I've, I've been trying to pay attention to comments, but my, I, I, that's I, all I am you. so busy right now. Yeah, I know. And it is so hot. Yeah. I mean, we, Garcia had a vacation week, so she got to work with me on Monday. And by Monday afternoon, our help had went home. And we ended up with... A couple of more things that we need to do, which I'm, I'm getting ready to do a flower bed. So we went and got the rock for it, and we had to hand pick it and put it in there. Um, three quarters of a ton of rock. It takes you a while. Good and, grief. Yeah, by hand, one in each so that it's in a cage so you don't lose it on the road back. You know, nothing nothing worse than a block coming at you. Um, but um, then we, we had to mow another lawn, so we got finished by, what, 4.35 o'clock? Something like that. It was insane how hot yeah. it was. Yeah. I mean, we are used to the heat, and it's zapping us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it's way hotter than it's ever been. It's way hotter. It's, it's yeah. like an oppression yeah. of hot. I mean, it's not just like, it's not like dry hot, and, you know, you just keep going, you're running through the desert. Are on you? Run through the desert on a horse with no name. And the temperature's at 147, 40, I was looking for a word to match name, but it didn't. Are you admitting that global, global warming's real? Uh, no. What's that guy's name? What's that guy's name? Um, that, that, that Al Gore. Al Gore. Yeah. Al Gore is an idiot. Is he really? Well, in my opinion, and that doesn't matter to him. Did he, did he run for president or was he just a vice president? He was a vice president. Was, yeah. Did he actually run? I think he ran. I was going to say, didn't he run after he was a vice president? Look, he got onto a format. He stayed on the format. Give him at least the credit that he is literally stuck on. You don't that. think global? Do you think global warming is a real thing? I think it this way: God created this world to last a certain amount of time, that, and it's all, that, yeah. it, that nothing that man can do to it is is. It's got God's protection until he takes his hand of protection off of it. And when he takes his hand of protection off this planet, it doesn't matter how many EV cars out there, which, by the way, lithium is worse than than any kind yeah. of oil, one. And two, uh, your wind power takes more oil than our cars. So I know. fight it. I, I was watching a video. I was watching a video today, and it literally was like, Oh my God, like we, we have literally hit an all time high of pride in what we think we are. There was an atheist talking about the flaws in the design of the human body. He literally was like, look at the human eye, how it works. And he, and he, and I was like, okay, I'm sitting here watching the video and I was like, okay, well, since you're saying the human body's, um, uh, designed poorly, um, or the human eye is designed poorly, I'm sure you're going to tell us how you would have did it. Sure enough, he did, and he said that he would have gave us the eye of an octopus, 
And I'm like, oh, but the octop- an underwater creature. Great. The, uh, yeah. But the octopus has two hearts. It has multiple. Yeah, it had yeah. three, didn't, didn't it? Or something didn't like you that? come up with that? No, it was a squid, wasn't it? I don't remember, well, but yeah. And octopi, yeah, right? yeah. They, they have more than one heart. One yeah. is for the organisms, and then yeah. one is for the. So, but l- listen, God created our body to heal itself. Yeah. There's just people out there that really, I have really, the, I have really scars, don't want to believe. Hey, I have the scars to prove it all over my body where it's healed itself. Yeah. I think, okay? I think there's a ton of people out there that want to believe. They're just believing in the wrong thing because global warming takes a heck of a lot of faith, man. Yeah. A heck of a lot of faith to buy into that. You know, I mean, just take the one, the one fact that one volcanic eruption puts out more greenhouse gases than all of humankind's industrial re- since we've come up with the you combustion add the cows, engine. You got to add the cow farts in it. Right. So one cow farts, right? So yeah. to say that we are causing this, it's asinine. Well, yeah. Mark I, and I get along a lot because we we actually have the same thought process here's, on so Here's what stuff. I can tell you. Here's what I can tell you. I don't know if global warming's true, but I can tell you this. The Earth's groaning right now. Like yeah, it's the birth vol- Larry was talking about volcanoes earlier. Okay, what's the big, what's the big issue of, and I'm going to discount it using the Bible. What's the big issue of global warming? World flood, right? What? Once the ice caps oh, it's gonna melt flood, completely, yeah. then they're saying the water level is going to go up so high that it'll flood the earth. Right, again, yeah. it'll flood the earth. Okay, well, wait a minute. The promise in the Bible, and that's what the original rainbow is about. It was a promise from God never to flood the earth completely like He did in Noah's times. Well, mm-hmm. those people so don't therefore, God. debunked. Yeah. All yeah. Right? It's debunked. It's not going to happen that way. Yeah. Yep. I, can, I can stand on that as a fact because it's written in the word of the Lord. Yep. Those people that are saying that, though, they don't believe in your Bible, though. That's not my Bible. That's God's word, not yeah. mine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That I, I, I can't out help their ignorance. This time, this right. time, unfortunately, the world is not going to be destroyed with water. It's going to be destroyed with fire. Yeah. Oh, that, they're talking about that, those fires that are going on right now. Because in Hawaii, there's, I guess, everything's burned up in Hawaii except for this big old stretch of rich people houses. And so there's a theory, a conspiracy theory going on right now that the government has, um, like, controlled um, some sonar weapon that's able to light controlled burns. And the laser burner. Because it really, I saw it. There's literally the fire, the fire uh, burn up everything in this, like, 100-mile area except for this row of millionaires' homes. And they were untouched. Everything. Everything up to this grass. point. I mean, there's something to that. You know? Well, go back and look at the Simpsons. Oh, Lord. They about sh- the Simpsons they, prophesying they showed, everything? They showed a laser. The laser. And it was burned exactly where that needed to burn. And this was done. Are you years aware of before. like the Simpsons uh, prophecies? So, I come across some of it and I went, you got to. Because. I didn't. I don't like Bart Simpson. Didn't yeah. the Simpsons having Trump come up the stairs? Yeah, yeah. They, they also have. They the, also have Lisa giving Trump a load of crap about um, the environmental thing, and it was that little Greta Thunberg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know they they did the Titan too. That they had a the Titan 
the the little submarine. They had one that was like the Titan. They have several of them that are eerily close. They have one that's a Rapture. Uh-huh. Yeah, but they, they talked about a lot of the stuff. I mean, you know, listen, you told me everything I see isn't necessarily true. So, you know, whatever. But I'm I'm watching this video clip and going, wow. And they were they did that then, and now it's two, two, ten, 10 years later, and it's actually happening. You know, like they named COVID, literally named COVID. Yeah. I don't know if I've told this story on here before, but I tell you the story about my buddy with cancer that had COVID before they even announced it. I told you guys that story before, didn't I? Yeah. Thank you. That was crazy, dude. Crazy. Crazy. They, they, um, you know, they, he and he, they told him he had COVID before it was even announced. So now they're coming out with an, so I've also seen the, uh, um, the video clip where, what's that dude that's buying up everything? What? The, the, the billionaire dude. Uh, Elon Musk? No, the other one. Um, the one that's behind all the shots and everything. Behind the shots. Big pharmacy Soros. shots, pig farms, everything. Oh, uh, Bill. Yeah, that, okay. Bill Gates. that guy. Yeah. And he was sneering. He was talking about the next set of COVID. Yeah. And he was sneering on, on this Im- this yeah. uh, um, interview. Sneering? Like, yeah, like, kind of like, like, you know, like demonic yeah, sneering? Yeah, yeah, like wait till the next, next smug. one. Smug. Yeah, smug, you know, whatever. He's... He's totally lost. Him. Are you gonna? Are um, what what are you gonna do if Apparently, if the government starts you, mandating again? What are you gonna do? What am I gonna do? Yeah, that's to, not a dumb to, question. To quote it's, my favorite listen. representative, Clay Higgins, out of Louisiana. I've talked to Clay Higgins. I will not comply. Yeah, there you go. I've actually okay. I've actually I messaged with Clay Higgins. Before. I didn't comply. I won't comply. I didn't comply the first time around. What are they going to do? Put a gun to my head and pull the trigger? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. You don't, that doesn't threaten me. Yeah. Death is a victory, not, yeah. It's not a defeat. It's a victory. Yeah. And even my wife is over there nodding her head because she knows my mindset. Yeah. I'm not going to take the microchip. I'm not going to take the shots. I'm not, no. And what yeah. are they going to do? Keep me from mowing along? That's coming along anyway. I, they are going to make this a cashless society where I cannot, I cannot walk. You know, I can't get a check or cash from somebody. They're going to make me do everything via bank. Can I ask you a question? And I'm going to tell them. Well, you know what? Lord already predicted this, and this is what I'm supposed to do in this. The just, Bible tells me. I'm going to ask you a question, do. but I'm going to tell you hey, something. Hey, Larry, first. just go back to the barter system, like on John Wick. You know, yeah. you could like uh, just have your little gold coins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, just be. Yeah. You know, just tell people oh, I get paid in silver. You got silver. I'm going to. Because that's coming. I'm going to ask you a question <laughs> yeah, real yeah. quick, but I but I'm going to tell you something first. Okay. Okay. Tell me. Just relax. Relax. I need you to calm down before this guest comes on, <laughs> because because your your air your aura right now you are amped up and i can see this going left to center okay so first of all i need you to bring it down to about you're at 90 i need you I to be have at 70 received my warning okay 
I can tell, dude. I know you now. Like I know, dude. I was I was watching the uh, our first episode that we did um, when I put it on Spotify, and I'm sitting there watching myself talk, and I was like, I want to interview prostitutes. I want to interview drug dealers. I I'm just so excited about this, and I was literally talking out out loud to myself, and I, I was going, uh, Zach, I don't hear you talking about witches or Satanists, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> just wait, bud. I, I you sound like a young kid full of just yep. aspiration, but yep. you don't know what's coming, buddy. Exactly. I was sitting there what? talking to myself. I was like, I, I had no, I'm sitting there watching like, if I'd had, it was only not even a year ago. If, and just the innocence I had back then. And God had just put me through so much. If I much. would have had insight 40 episodes ago, I probably, probably would have said no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not happening. Me too. Mm. I was, go back and watch the first episode. Me and you were just both full of life, man. It was crazy. Well, I'm still full of that passion that I know what God got me through. I know what God got my wife through. I, we are a living testimony in so many forms of fashion. I have to glorify God in what I do. Yep. That is my only goal. Yep. If it doesn't benefit, if, if it does not benefit my opportunities to glorify God, then it is not worth my hassle. There you go. Yep. I agree with you. Okay. Let's get to our guest. Her name's Alyssa. It doesn't look like she's answered me on here, but she did say she was going to do our show today. So Alyssa or Elissa. Her name's Alyssa. A-L-Y-S-S-A. I'm not, I'm not sure what she is where you guys know how we do it. We're just going to get to her. Alyssa. Alyssa, can you hear me now? I can hear you. Boom. There she is. How are you doing today? Hi. How you doing? I'm I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm just kind of chilling, I guess. Yeah, you you um you saved us last minute. Our we our guest normally we're booked out for like a uh, a month on this show, and so I guess you consider yourself lucky. I think you're lucky. We're pretty cool guys to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? Um, I think you're cool guys. Thank you. Have you researched <laughs> this all, at all or anything? I mean, other than like me kind of just scrolling through your TikTok account and kind of seeing what you guys were about, not really, you know, anything gotcha. else other than that. Okay. So um, let, let me just kind of describe what we do here and then I'm going to go around the room and introduce you to everybody. Okay. Cool. Okay. okay. So we are the Help My Unbelief podcast. Um, we are not a debate show. We started this show um, in hopes to change the way the unbeliever community um, thinks ab about Christians or how we at least interact with each other. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, we're not going we're, we're not mounting an attack to try to convert you today or anything else. We just want to show you the love of Christ and then we really just want to hear your story. That's really um, our only goal today. Um, so you're not going to yeah, get beat up. Um, if we do start debating, we usually just shut it down because we don't want to, that's not our goal. This, we, we don't want to mm -hmm. be like every other Christian apologetic podcast. So, um, that's our goal right. here. And then I'm going to take you around the room and introduce you that way you don't get sidelined by, um, any, um, other voices in here. So I've got my executive producer, Mark. Hey, Alyssa. How are you? Hi, Mark. I'm um, good. How are you? My lovely wife, Angela. She's the director. Hello. Um, and then my beautiful co-host, Larry, he told me to stop calling him beautiful, but I just can't help it, dude. Is it my exterior <laughs> or my interior that you're referring to? Well, it's your, it's not your receding hairline. I'll tell you that. Of course, because I don't have one. Well, okay. I have a tall forehead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, nice to meet you, Alyssa. 
Welcome to the Help nice My Unbelief. And then my name is awesome. um, my name is Zach. I'm the one that you see on TikTok probably a little more frequently. Um, I'm the um, young, um, dashing, um, well-spoken individual on there. Yeah. Chief, chief of editing. Chief of editing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, all that was a joke. I don't want you to think I'm arrogant. All, all that was a joke. No, oh. no. I wish I had it's that not. level of self-confidence, but... <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, I think that that's it. So towards the end of the show, what we do is we will go, we will all go around the room and we'll say something in closing and then you will get the final word since you're, you're our guest, you will get the final closing statements. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no so problem. Right now. We're just going to ask you to have a conversation with us. Yep. Yep. That's it. So, um, let me get this straight. You're an atheistic Satanist, correct? I am. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. I was like, God, I hope I'm remembering this because I had went out messaging <laughs> like a, a hundred people. So we've only had, how many atheistic Satanists have we had on? We've had one on, we had Vinny. That was it. Yeah. So explain to me this. We've had a really hard time getting atheistic Satanists to come on the show. Why do you think that is? Do we lose her? I feel like it's, no, I'm still here. <laughs> okay, Hello? you cut out for a second. Hold on. I'm going to take you off of this Wi-Fi because that okay. that is what's happening. Okay, so answer that question again. The atheistic Satanists, why, why do you think we're having a hard time getting them on, you know, more than other groups of people? Well, at least a lot of the bigger way that, like, it's our practice is interpreted by, like, Religious folks just in general, not even specifically Christians, I feel like um, being in that kind of environment, I can see why they might be uncomfortable kind of being surrounded by a bunch of Christians because it, 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 it kind of almost is like, like, are you setting me up or like what's happening here? So I, I understand kind of being hesitant, but I mean, in my case, I, I welcome dialogue. I'm here for a good time. So. Yeah, I noticed that, that like, um, so I sell, I sell roofs for a living. I, I own a roofing company and I, I mm -hmm. sell roofs for a living. And I noticed whenever I have to get guests on from the unbeliever community, I have to take the same approach as I do as roofing. Like I, I cannot just message someone and be like, Hey, love to have you on the show. And they're like, great. See you there. I have to like write what we're about. I have to explain what we're about and I have to be like, Hey, I come in peace because, um, I think just like people in the Christian community are getting so much flack from people in the unbeliever community, vice versa. The unbeliever community also gets so much crap from Christians that you guys have like a defense mechanism put up when it comes to us. Am I right about that? Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it almost kind of like a get them before they get me kind of attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But you, do you, would you say you have a hatred towards Christianity or Christians? Not anymore. I definitely used to though. And that's something that I had to unlearn kind of over time. I'm kind of like deconstructing my, my faith and everything. But now I feel like I'm at a place where I'm like, comfortable and like secure where I am where I can say like I do think Christianity is a beautiful religion and I can acknowledge that like just because a few bad people do bad things it doesn't um and you shouldn't use those actions to generalize an entire practice because when it happens at least on our side that's not good and I think it takes a lot of 
kind of, you know what I mean? So I definitely don't. I, 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 lots of my friends are Christians. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, I can kind of identify with that where whenever you're younger and you can't, um, how do you say this? You can't separate apples from oranges or whatever. And then you're a kid and you see all this bad things and bad people doing things in the name of Christianity. And then you lump that in with that, that belief or whatever. And then you grow up and you go, Oh, wait a second. This had nothing to do with the religion in general. It had to do with that person being a piece of crap or whatever, you know? Exactly. So, and even like within the practice itself, like, again, I don't think everything and like, I think, like I said, like there's lots of beautiful things. There's lots of cool things, lots of things that we, I could even argue we use in my own practice. Right. So, so I don't think it's bad at all. I actually think it, it could be good for somebody to kind of have that sense of community and, and have that space. Um, just so they don't go off like the deep end and end up doing something that they regret later. It couldn't be important in that aspect too. So right. I think- but do you ever think, do you ever, does it ever concern you? Cause you, you used to be a Christian, right? Yeah. A Hebrew Israelite. A Hebrew Israelite. What's that? Oh, you were a Jew, a Jewish um, person. Um, well, no, it's a little rocky because, um, at least the camp that I was a part of IUIC or, um, Israel's United in Christ. Their kind of um, their dogma is kind of to twist scripture into a way that it's it's not right. So their entire doctrine in, in itself, right, says that like certain ethnicities and nationalities won't be going to heaven because God, um, or at least their interpretation of God, is somebody who is can I say can I say racist racist and bigoted. So okay. their their doctrine's a little little bit kind of oof. Um, so I, I did get out of that and I, and I tried to explore Christianity a little bit more after, and I just realized it wasn't for me. Okay. It says, Oh, I'm reading up on this. So, Israel. so they are messianic Jews or, or messianic Jews or whatever they messianic. believe. So they're Jews that believe in the in Christ, but, but, but also they may believe in some other things that she was speaking of yeah i was trying to read up on it really quickly but um, kind of a little off off center could be well because jesus Jesus was off center (laughs) they Mm -hmm. killed him for it yeah Yeah. so but my concern about that is my concern is do you ever think about like because we can all say that christianity is beautiful or any religion's uh you know, beautiful, but i whenever i'm going through my own thought process i'm concerned about what is the truth like which one is the mm-hmm. re- is the real one? Do you ever think about that? Um, I have, and I, I guess the conclusion that I kind of found over time was that either they all hold some kind of truth or they're all just wrong. Um, and in my own like personal like worldview, I, I guess I'm kind of on the side of like they're all kind of wrong because I do think that these things are kind of curated to give people meaning. Uh, give life meaning so they don't kind of like go crazy and it's just like chaos and anarchy like every day so I I think it's kind of used as a tool to help kind of I don't want to use the phrase keep people in line because I feel like it has like a negative connotation but that kind of concept almost so I don't think personally any of them have any truth if I'm being honest 
So here's what this is saying about the Israel United in Christ. It says, Israel United in Christ is not affiliated with any other Israel Israelite organization or group. Israel United in mm-hmm. Christ is a nonviolent Bible-based movement. We do not advocate or condone any acts of violence against any race, ethnicity, or gender. We advise that if anyone hears or knows of any plots to cause harm to anyone or to break the laws of the land, you must contact the proper authorities to bring awareness to any possible threat, as stated in Leviticus 5.1. What an odd... Yet, yet, what we... And I'm glad they've added a disclaimer because it it didn't used to be there. Um, When back in... Uh, I want to say like 2015 or around there, um, that group specifically IUIC, they wanted to classify or categorize it as a hate group because there were people, a part of this group that were committing like, um, like anti-Semitic acts against Jewish people, like in the name of being like a, a black Hebrew Israelite or just a Hebrew Israelite in general. Right. So uh, I'm glad they kind of added that because it wasn't there before, but yeah, it cause... still doesn't change how I feel about their their doctrine it's still right i I can kind of see what (laughs) under what we believe black hispanic and native americans are the true descendants of abraham isaac and jacob yeah and are in fact the real jews so they don't believe white people can go to heaven i don't know no and on top of that they also don't believe that african people or asian people are going to heaven either wow interesting oh so only um, african-american and then Native American? So, um, how they, like, class or categorize, like, who is a part of, like, which group. Um, so, the 12 tribes of um, Israel, right, they've assigned, again, according to uh, scripture, they say, um, they give each tribe um, um, an ethnicity. Mm. So, I believe, like, the tribe of Judah, right, um, that would be, like, black Americans, right? They say mm-hmm. Jesus um, was a part of the tribe of Judah, right? Um what what is this other one I'm blinking? Um, the tribe of like Ishtar, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, like they're like, well, those are people who are descendants from like Mexico, so like they are included, right? Um, I believe it includes like most Caribbean countries, and then like people of color living in America, and like basically like that's it. Well, now it's making a little more sense because I was reading through this and I'm like, why would this group? Why would this group? basically on their front home page say we don't condone violence as like well you must have been known for violence at some point and somebody like they probably got sued or something honestly and they made yeah. them put that up there like hey we don't condone, condone violence like i don't know if i if i went up to a guy on the street and i was like hey my name's zach and he's like i just don't like violence i'd be like what <laughs> like, what? excuse me but that's that's what i felt like when i came to this homepage. they're like hey we're israel united in christ and we don't condone violence and i'm like well that's weird that you're saying that I right know, off I the bat like, what yeah. do you mean by that and now Alyssa's saying this and i'm like ah it makes sense they must have been well, known I for mean, violence think about your point. name i'm zach zach attack oh <laughs> That you know. was the lamest thing I've ever heard. I'm cutting that out of the show. <laughs> you have to excuse him. He is 60 years old, and it just showed. Good 61. 61. Good Even grief. your name is aggressive. <laughs> Listen, Zach, he's trying his best. I know, man. It kind of reminds me of kind of wearing that, that one religious construct on your shirt sleeve. Um, they've got their thing there that groups them into a special group that you got to be a part of or you're not making it to the big show 
You know, I, that's that's one of the things that, that drove me away from the religion I was raised in because it was right in their name, Seventh Day Adventist. Mm -hmm. So that was their grouping, their special piece of truth that if you didn't accept, then you're not going to the big show. And, you know, it's amazing to me what religion is capable of doing. Um, It's capable of healing, but it's certainly also capable of hurting and wounding and dividing. And um, I I don't know. It's just, uh, I, I just, that thought occurred to me when I, when I saw what they believe, I was like, hmm, what a strange, I thought, um, I Jesus Christ was the only way to heaven. What <laughs> a strange entity a, a human is. We are, we are so predictable. Mm. Like, Oh, it happens every time we group together. Yeah. You look at the old Testament every time the Israelites, you know, I mean, they get, they would get it. They would be in alignment with God less than a generation Later, they were prostituting themselves with other gods. Well, they'd see over. somebody else over. doing something that they thought was more uh, crucial right? or easy or desirable. We and see they it. would go chase that rabbit down the hole. And we see it in politics. Every time we group into groups, we start trying to exclude others and exalt ourselves. It's humans yeah. are broken. Yeah, I mean, like, stop and think about it. Even in humor, you don't hear about brunette jokes. Mm. Yeah, but when when you say too many blonde jokes, you get in trouble. Well, in the '90s, you you have to admit there was probably a lot of um, jealousy in the blondes in the '90s and the 2000s because, like, the whole Playboy Bunny thing was going on at the time, and so and they were all blonde. You remember those like three girlfriends that Hugh Hefner had, and I, oh, you yeah. know, that's about the time that people started making fun of blondes, probably because they were pissed because the blondes were getting all the attention at the time. Well, I heard back then that a person that dyed their hair brunette, a blonde who dyed her hair brunette was just a sign of artificial intelligence. <laughs> Good <laughs> for you. Are, how, you are on strike two right now, buddy. How, how did this happen? How did this happen? You're, I'm, we're cutting your mic off on strike three, dude. Lord, forgive us. <laughs> I told him. I told him stray. before you came on, Alyssa. I said, Larry, I can tell you're in a spunky mood today. I need you. You're at a ninety. I need you to be at a seventy. And he said, Okay. <laughs> and this is his seventy. Larry, go back to a ninety. <laughs> okay, go back to a ninety. All right, Alyssa. So try to settle so at eighty-five. Were your parents Israel United in Christ? Are they still that? So you were raised oh, in yeah. this. I'm, I'm still- assuming. Well, I how, left when I was 15. How old are you, Alyssa? I'm 20. 20? Oh, is he going to quit his well, I have to. What a wonderful I age. have to. I didn't have that. Larry, oh, what, Larry, when he asks people their age, um, if they're real young, sometimes he clicks his pen like he just figured something out. It usually out. doesn't happen until about the 25 <laughs> to 30 Yeah, range. that age, that age, he really just, that's yeah, a pen clicker. Clicks, so clicker. Let, me, let me ask you this. Typically, when we're raised... With parents, and we follow what our parents teach us. At 18, we decide that we know it all, and then we we leave what our parents taught us to find what we can or make our uh, mark in the world. Is is that basically what's come across here? Um. So. A couple of different experiences, like the day I actually decided it wasn't for me, I think um, it happened because I was like, 
I said something or I dropped a bomb and my friends were kind of like, what did you just say? And they were trying to like give me like articles to read and they're like, you should probably read this and like you might change your mind. And like at the time I was like, no, I don't need to because I have my Bible until I actually read the articles. And I was like, oh, well, like that's not fun. And then a couple of other like personal things. Um, So I ended up getting that revelation like really early on that I was like, yeah, this isn't the practice for me. And I think I need to start looking elsewhere. But I didn't settle on a practice until very recently. So you you were 15. Like, how did you make it out at such a young age? Well, lucky for me, by that point, um, and because like when I was like a kid, kid, right, like I was like going like physically going to like the actual camps and stuff like that. As I got older and like school gets in the way and like, like, listen, I have practice. Sorry, I can't go. Listen, I have this event. Sorry, I can't go. So kind of distancing myself from the camp was kind of like easier than it would have been because I was already not going or not as involved as I would have been because of like my extracurriculars. So I kind of just had the conversation with my parents. I was like, listen, guys, this isn't it. So I'm leaving regardless of like how you guys feel about it obviously it was a little tug of war but at the end of the day they were just kind of like oh, go on do what you do um and I just didn't show up to another um like I never just I never went to go talk to them again well that's so, cool that's cool that they let you out I'm very happy do you still have a good relationship with them with my parents um yeah uh, occasionally we will get into like um like mini debates um, like I'll say something and my dad, my dad will like roll his eyes and I'll be like, mm, wait a minute. And then like, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, or like he'll like drop scripture at me every once in a while, but now it's kind of, we're kind of just cool. So, so th- that must be difficult because your, your dad thinks you're going to hell now. Your parents think you're going to yeah. hell. That must be difficult to yeah. deal with. Yeah. But, um, it doesn't come up that much. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, um, I remember especially it used to be really bad when I was younger because I used to be what like they considered to be like, quote unquote, like out of control, which at the time was just like me, like talking to boys, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so um, and when I came out, because I'm bisexual, too, uh, when I came out, I was I think I was like 13 and my dad like full on like blown told me like this is an abomination. You are an abomination. Like you have to change your lifestyle before you end up like in hell so i had that conversation kind of early so as far as like that that's not something that bothers me because i feel like we kind of already had that talk yeah because it's it's been around a while yeah so like it's not right it's not anything new now yeah Mm -hmm. it's still difficult when your parents don't like accept you because i i go through that i go through that like i i'm almost 40 um Mm -hmm. and I'm like doing cool things in my, in my opinion, you know, I'm doing cool things and I'm a lot different guy than what I was whenever I was a teenager. And I wish my dad Mm -hmm. would see it and be proud of me, you know, and I, to be honest with you, just to be vulnerable for a second, it hurts, you know, and I wish it was, I wish it was different. So, I mean, I can imagine there's probably a little bit of, um, pain there that you and your dad can't just, um, I, how do you say unabashedly like love each other? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I would be lying if I said that it, I didn't feel any kind of hurt, but um, I, and something that like makes me feel better kind of thinking about it. It's just that this, this is the practice that he's chosen to follow. These are the, um, this is the path that he's chosen to take. Um, 
I mean, again, lucky for me, like he didn't do anything like kind of like really crazy, like cut me off or anything like that. Like I, like I still live at home with my parents. Like we still talk, we still eat and that kind of stuff. Just if it comes up, he lets me know that he disapproves, but he just lets it happen. Cause at this point really there isn't much he can do. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's so like that aspect of him not accepting it does hurt, but I'm lucky that he is willing to work with me instead of just like not willing to be around me. If that makes any sense. Well, I think that's better too, because on like our approach, like, cause I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. We, we are Christians. I do believe that Jesus is, is the way to heaven. I do believe that. Mm -hmm. So, and whenever I'm, um, sitting, sitting here doing this podcast, I realized that the way that Christians are approaching unbelievers right now, it's not working. Right. Like if Mm -hmm. you are spewing hate, tell them they're wrong, tell them they're going to hell, tell them they're going to burn for eternity and saying, okay, buddy, it's not, it's not working. So what your dad do, what your dad doing is like, you know, kind of just allow it to happen and hope you come back on your own. That's kind of what we're doing. We're just showing you mm-hmm. love and then hoping someday that you come back on your own. We can, you can't, because you know what Christianity is about. There's nothing that we can say today that's going to be groundbreaking or that's going to like change your mind about it. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. um, it's something that you would have to decide on your own. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, and th- and this is something that um, when I did look into it, that's kind of what, um, kind of deterred me right it's this idea right i if i at least are or my understanding or interpretation of scripture right um essentially the conclusion that i came to was if i did end up going back to christianity i would have to change essentially like my entire lifestyle right i would have to change my identity and for me it would be like it would feel like i compared it to like walking on eggshells and uh, I don't like rules. I don't like being restricted. I don't like being told what to do. So I'd rather just kind of do my own thing. And, and at least that way, I know I was able to live my life 100% authentically. Even on the off chance, I do end up in hell. I don't mind either way. Boy, I identify at 20 with everything that you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Mark. Because <laughs> that, uh, that, that became my philosophy. That's for certain. I, I can identify with that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I see the tenets of Christianity. I see what you guys are saying. I don't want any part of it. Man. I, I got too much. Uh, there's too much fun to be had out there. Yeah. And exactly. it, it didn't sound like fun to me uh, to be a Christian. And it's it's amazing. It's almost... It's odd. You know, I look back on all that, and then I look at the next 24 years. Let me see. I didn't reach back out to Christ until I was 46. Oh, no kidding. I did not know it was that late. Yeah. That's crazy. It was, uh, you know, 20 years out there running and gunning. Yeah. And 25, 26 years, and a Mm. lot of pain. Likewise. Yeah. You know, maybe your story will be different. Maybe your story will be different. Um, But my story was that being my own God— um, just ran my face into a cinder block wall over and over and over again. And it took me, a, I don't know why I was so stubborn until I finally submitted. And then after giving all of that up and turning from those ways, man, it's now, and I'm, it's like I'm held in, in Jesus's hand. You know, I feel, yeah. Like, well, I mean, well, I can, I, I finally I, found what I was looking for. Yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> I, I can see my life was, you know, very much that way too being raised in the church much like her 
I got married 11 days after I turned 18 so I could get out of the house. Oh, wow. I had children. Obviously, she hasn't had children yet. And You didn't ask her that? I didn't need to ask her. She said she was bisexual. What? Is, well, that means, okay. I right. mean, she, that means she, she's equally attracted to boys and girls, so she could have children. Yeah. She, I don't think that's her goal. Right. All right. Uh, whatever. I'm sorry. I jumped to a conclusion. 100%. It's crazy. Okay. Well, I mean, my kids were on purpose. They weren't on accident kind of thing. Um, okay. And now you messed up my train we of thought there, brother. Thought. No. Okay. I was that way. And then yeah. I, I finally came back to the Lord and, uh, it was a long, long walk, right? Long walk. The things that I, I think of now though, is not how my life was. It's how my life influenced my children. Right. That my children had to see me walk in a very bad direction in a lot of different ways before I came back to the Lord. And so they see this as a phase that they haven't quite grasped that this is a hundred percent in and totally different. Oh, they look at what you're doing as a phase. Yeah. Especially my youngest one, which is just 10 years older than her or, you know, Almost 10 years older than her. Yeah. Because their longer experience with you is a wholly, completely different. Uh, Yeah, the partier, the biker, the yelling and screaming at people. They think you're going to go back to that. The willing, the anger guy. Yeah. You know, and so they have a mixed message, at least at this particular point. She has the same message that I had, was that Jesus is the way, period. Mm -hmm. And her, her dad and her mom is living it in front of her much as my mom and dad was at that time. So Alyssa, do you have kids? Let me ask you the questions. Let me ask you that. Question. I do not. Okay. Well, <laughs> no you were kids. you were right, but it's not by it's not by your own like wisdom or something there. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. No, I just made an assumption. It's a yeah. logical assumption. Based on the facts that she stated that Since I wrote she, down. Bisexuals don't have kids. Well, no, that's not their goal. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's not their goal is their goal isn't to procreate. Whatever. Anyway, I got wrapped up in my world just like you did. And I didn't like to be told, yet I was an idiot and joined, joined the military so I could have somebody that wanted to tell me more about what to do with my life than my mom. Right. <laughs> that made no sense to me. That you know, So I bucked the system everywhere I went. But I didn't openly rebel um, to anger others. You know, um, and, and I don't, and I'm not talking about you. I'm, I'm actually referring mm-hmm. to my daughter and I don't have a relationship we haven't had for two or two and a half years. And it's in that same boat. I'm, I'm not preaching to her though. You do. I notice that when you talk to younger girls, uh, Alyssa's age, that you uh, kind of start identifying with your daughter again. I have to, but here's the thing. I mean, your dad loves you. Even if he doesn't tell you that, even if he is, if he's judgmental, he loves you. But here's the thing. If you were standing on a building top and you walked out to the edge, he's going to tell you, you know, that's dangerous. You're going to fall. If you, if you're not careful, you're going to fall. And then when you step up on that Ridge, he's going to be a lot. He's got a lot invested in you. He's got 20 years invested in your life. Whether you believe that or not. 
So when you're standing on that edge of the of the abyss, he's concerned, and he should be because you are actually made by him. It's almost a catch twenty two, isn't it? In our yeah. youth, we're we're looking back at our parents with our one foot on the cliff, one foot in the air, going, "Why don't you guys shut up?" Yeah, you're getting on my nerves, you know. Yeah, and and. I identify with that so much, Larry. It's a good uh, yeah. analogy. Okay, Alyssa. My mother got, was on me every time I'd walk in the house. And uh, it was about scripture. And it was and it's like, oh, you're just wearing me out, woman. And Can uh, you believe that mine wasn't? Wow. Mine said I raised you right. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. And then she let God. Yeah. And she prayed about it. Wow. And she let God deal with me. And it, I was stubborn and it took, you know, 25, 30 years. 35. 35? Yeah. 35 maybe 40 years to get back into me. And right. then when I came in, I, I came back in a hundred percent and I mean like full blown. He 100%. is a hundred percent in now. That's for sure. I, I didn't know. So I didn't know him before all this, Alyssa. So I had one thing I want to say before we get back to like um, the interview and her, cause we just went off on a tangent. But yes, we did. We made it. I didn't so, really, Sorry. I didn't that's really. That's kind of what we do though. So, yeah. but, so I want to say one thing you, you mentioned about, um, I don't know. I've never heard of the Israelites United people until you said something. Um, and so I okay. wanted, I wanted to share, um, cause you said something about, um, what your idea of Christianity was. And I want to share what my, what, what our church is like here to give you an, mm-hmm. an, an alternate perspective of what we believe. Um, you said that you don't like being told what to do. You don't like rules and stuff like that. So we mm-hmm. actually believe that Jesus didn't um, didn't come to change the law. So he's not like doing away with the laws, but he actually fulfilled it. So what that means is, is that we preach here at this church that you come as you are, exactly how you are. Um, and that's not, you know how most Christians will say, come as you are. But then the minute you walk in the door and they're like, you can't be bisexual mm-hmm. here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you can, yeah. I mean, if you came to my church, our pastor would literally say almost every week that he's like, Hey, um, homosexuals are welcome here in this church and you are not to push them out. They are welcome here. Anybody that's doing these things are welcome here. And then, you know, and then later it's, it's hopes that once you, um, once you get to know Christ a little better that you want to do that, you know, cause it's, I don't believe it's my job mm-hmm. to tell you what you need to change. I believe that, um, I should help facilitate a relationship with Christ with you if you need that. But if not, right. then let you get closer to Christ. And then once, and then that's between you and him. Does that make sense? Like it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with us. Do you guys well, have anything exactly. to add? Yeah, to that? No, I am extremely grateful that this church is open arms. Yep. Because Darcia, my wife, Darcia was an alcoholic when she came to this church. Yep. I was a heavy, 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 heavy drinker. Yep. Um, I guess I could say alcoholic. Um, you know, we both, we smoked, we drank, we went to the bars when we got here. Yep. But the more that our relationship strengthened in the Lord, the less that desire had a draw on us. Yeah. That's and what I'm saying. When yeah. we went full in, then God delivered us from our, our issues that was not in alignment w- with him. I can see, I can see other churches, how they say, Come as you are, and then after three months, they're like, "Well, you've been going to church here for three months, yeah, and you're still you bisexual." So I think we're going to need you to go. leave. Yeah, right. yeah. So I, I just wanted wow, to say that. That's, that 
Yeah, most churches are doing it wrong. We believe that most churches are doing wrong, and that is not the love of Christ, and that's not right. So I wanted to um, give you that perspective of it. But um, so, do so? Do you practice atheistic Satanism, or is it more thing, uh, more of a thing? Because the way I look at it, like some atheistic Satanists, it's like they hate Christianity and they're only calling it their self that to antagonize Christians. But then I looked into it mm-hmm. and there's some actual tenets to it. Now, do you practice atheistic yeah. Satanism or is it something that you just call yourself? Yeah. So I'm a part of the satanic temple. Um, we do have tenants on their holidays and they have a uh, lots of advocacy programs. A what now say that again? advocacy programs um because like humanitarian efforts you know that kind of stuff okay gotcha so i know um one of the bigger ones that you've probably heard of um like reproductive religious rights um so like you know in states in which like you live in maybe there's um you know they have like a six week or eight week like abortion ban because of the overturning of roe v wade or something like that um if you're still in the first trimester and you live in a state that has, um, uh, what is it called? What is it called? Um, if you live in a state that has uh, abort, like the, abortion um, laws, right. Um, but I'm looking, Oh, I found it. Okay. I'm sorry. The religious freedom restoration act, um, specifically, um, then you can be eligible to get, um, that healthcare that you need under the pretense that you are a Satanist and they are doing it as a quote unquote ritual. Right. I think that's something that's really cool. Personally. Oh, Okay. Um, so what, I, I don't want, I don't mean to circle back to this, but what does your dad, um, what does your dad think about the whole Satanism thing? Now I'm going to be honest. He doesn't know, but my mom does. Okay. That's what I was saying. Um, like, I don't know if I would tell like him. Your, if I your mom said, don't tell your, uh, oh, do yeah. not tell your dad. Right. Yeah. So what ended up happening, cause my mom, cause they both kind of know that I'm an atheist. Like that wasn't news that kind of came out earlier. Um, but as far as the Satanist thing, it's cause my mom sees me on TikTok and she's an avid supporter of what I do, even though she doesn't agree with a lot of the things that I say, she still supports me pursuing like a thing on social media. So my mom like joins my lives like occasionally. Really? <laughs> she already knows what's going on. It's just my dad. He's, Does she have to hide it from your dad? You know what? You would be surprised because Keith doesn't use like social media or anything like that. So he doesn't see it like on there. And I don't really talk about it. Um, not just like around like my parents, but just like in general, it's just not something that comes up like in my day to day life. So it's like, he just doesn't know. Right. And I, and I planned to have a conversation with him at some point, but I'm like, it hasn't come up yet. So I think we can kind of hold off on it. I and don't save know. Myself yeah. the headache. I probably wouldn't tell him. <laughs> I wouldn't tell him. I'm, yeah, that'd be scary. But so, are, so is this the same practice that Anton LaVey did? The same satanic temple and everything that Anton LaVey was a part of? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. But, but I thought he was a theistic Satanist, though. Yeah. So it gets really, when we start talking about, um, like, the history of Satanism and, like, the distinguishment between, like, modernized and traditional Satanism, it does get a little kind of iffy <laughs> i'm not gonna lie but i'm um, pretty much like spark notes like all you need to know um yeah anton lavey um started this concept of satanism and did start off as a um kind of like a theistic practice um and like a pagan practice and over time it kind of turned into an, an atheistic kind of like 
Okay. I don't know. I don't want to keep using the word practice, but yeah, but we do. But so like theistic Satanists do still exist. We just call them um, Luciferians. Okay. Well, thank so you for saying so, that. Because, like Dan. Yeah, because yeah. we had we had a um, a theistic Satanist on, and then you know it had like over a million views, and there's probably a thousand comments on there saying this is not a Satanist, you know. And I was like, what okay. are you talking about? Like to me, he's the he's the real Satanist, you know, because he the believes real, in the real deal. Yeah, but they're like, no, this guy's not real. A, Satanists actually don't believe in God. So I was like real confused about that. So. Thanks for clearing that up about the the history of it. That yeah. because um, I've received DMs from people that have housed Anton Lavey's daughters towards the end of his life that came into mm-hmm. these people's houses and astral projected and asked those people that were Christians to pray for them. And so I know at some point at least people in his immediate family um, were practicing witchcraft at the very least. If that mm. makes sense. Wow. That's why I was, yeah. that's why I was like, I don't know where this had to merge over to a atheistic um, version at some point because yeah. it didn't sound like it used to be. Yeah. If that makes no. sense. <laughs> so what do you, what, where do you see your future in, in the whole Satanism thing? Do you plan on a future? Is your, is your mind open to Christ at all? Or is it kind of like you see your future in, in the Satanism world? Yeah, I always say, like, because I see most things, like, on a spectrum. So, like, for me, if we're, like, putting this on a spectrum with, like, atheism on one end and, like, theism on the other end, um, I would actually could put myself, like, a little bit, like, towards the middle, which is, like, agnostic. So, like, atheist-leaning agnostic. So, if I saw, because, and I always tell people, my only, like, thing is I haven't seen sufficient evidence. Like, if you showed me, like, evidence and, and it was, like, the real deal, then I would have no reason to look at that and be like, no, you're wrong. Like I'm, I'm going to take it into consideration. I'm going to look into it. You know what I mean? So if I saw something and, and it was able to convince me, then yeah, I, I might in the future. But I think as of right now and how things are kind of playing out, I, I think I'm kind of fine just staying here, you know? Yeah. So everybody answered this question differently. And I, so I just asked this as a personal question because it's kind of like a, I don't know, it's a personal view type of thing, but um, everyone that says that they, um, they, they would have evidence answers this, they would need to see evidence. So what would you need to see personally to sway um, towards God? What would that evidence need to be? Um, I mean, besides like archaeological, um, that kind of evidence, uh, I would be looking to see God. Right. And I know that's not something that that just happens. I know that he doesn't just like appear like, all right, here I am now believe. Like, I, I know there's like, it's really nuanced, but I would like to see God because when I was religious and at the time, right, I felt that I was experiencing like the Holy Spirit, right? I felt that I had a true and genuine connection with God. And so for me, at least to find out later that that's not what I was experiencing, it was kind of heartbreaking because I was like, I like, given you like a lot of my time and and i'd like pray to you and you never you know what i mean so i would like to see god yeah well we actually had a guest on remember you remember Haley? she was um but she's a christian now but at the time um she was in a float tank and she was actually trying to conjure evil spirits at the time that she was in the float tank and jesus showed up and reached out his hand and he said it's time to follow me and she took his hand and was a christian ever since so would that be something wow. would that be something that would yeah. 
change your your way? You wouldn't think you were going mentally ill or I something like that? that? If I had an experience like that, that would be absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I feel like if I experienced something like that, I'd do a complete 180. That's kind of actually sounds scary. <laughs> that would scare you? Because, like, could you imagine, like, you're trying to, like, conjure evil spirits? Right. Yeah. Of course and, that and, would and scare and you. Just, yeah. Right? You're like, whoa, I met Jesus. <laughs> right. I wasn't talking to demons. Right. I was talking to you, dude, the whole time. Because <laughs> I, I think I would just have so many questions. It's like, why now? Like, this particular moment. Yeah, we interviewed her. You should go back and um, listen to it. She she told the whole story about how she was in a float tank, and she was trying to literally conjure evil spirits, and, um, and Jesus showed up, reached out his hand, and said, it's time. You're going to follow me now. And she was like, okay. One of the things that's catching me off guard just a little bit, because we have interviewed so many Satanists, mm-hmm. and I mean, she just said that it would be scary conjuring up evil spirits, but does does she not do that? No, in she's an atheistic Satanist temple. No, she's an atheistic Satanist. Yeah, she, how can in, you believe in Satan if you don't believe in God? Because I don't believe in Satan. Okay, but how does that float if you're going to the Satanistic temple? I, I'm not getting it. Okay, Larry. We, you're going somewhere to not believe in what you're Larry, going to the temple for? Larry, we, we've been over this before. Okay, I'm confused. No, you're not. You, we, We've had theistic Satanists on before, an atheistic Satanist. You, you are well aware of what, what, what it is. You know. One believes in Satan. One believes, one believes it, and then the other one is more of just like tenets. It's more of just like a, a way of life. They don't believe in anything. Do as thou wilt. I think that's actually like a... Well, I mean, I, okay, why, why wouldn't that just be atheist? I don't believe in anything. Because it's more of like a, um, I don't know, it's a more of like a group of people that, that are like-minded that, that meet together. Is, yeah, that, so is that right, Alyssa? So it's, yeah, so it's like less about this idea of trying to like, like piss off Christians or something like that. And it's more about um, interpretation, right? So for us, we um, Satan represents things like rebellion from like arbitrary authority and um, like knowledge, power, right? Um, I actually think like on TST's website, they... they um, call him like the the inquisition like inquirer right um just somebody who is just always seeking answers and and we all share a status in that we've been outcasted from from society and we aren't adhering to their norms of us in in some way so it's more about like having a sense of community of people who have been outcasted um whether that is from like specific group or maybe your religion family that kind of stuff and less about like this is about like you know, kind of being a, just a dick to Christians. You know what I mean? Right. It's it, some of them are. And I understand yeah, like it, the name kind of. In the eighties, we used to call them anarchists. That's yeah. actually a, a symbol. I did a little. This. I did a little time in the anarchy movement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. You you were uh, you were that. a part of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tear it all down, man. Yeah. You know for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a part of the atheist. Like Vinny, we had Vinny on. He's an atheistic Satanist, and he wears like the anarchy symbol. It's a circle with an A on it. Yeah, he wears that symbol sometimes. Do you do you have that symbol as well? Like, is that a part of what 
your your symbol, Alyssa? We have a few symbols. Um, there's uh, obvi- like the symbol of like Satan <laughs> we use. Um, also the symbol of Baphomet, Baphomet. Um, to represent things like peace and tranquility. Um, we'll also use um, Lilith is another figure that we yep. use. Um, I don't know if she has a specific um, like a like a symbol, um, but I do know like her like char- as a character we do use, um, and also like the eye, the triangle, um, the pentagram. Okay. Yep. The pentagram. So one of your main goals is to be an outcast. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Not necessarily become outcast, but we all share uh, an inherent like outsider status um, in that we've been kind of alienated from, from groups for kind of not moving with the crowd, so to speak. Um, and I know specifically in like my experience um, being black, <laughs> which I don't want to be like that person. It's like everything is about race, but like in this instance, right? Um, uh, when people look at me, they kind of assume um, that I'm a Christian. Even within my own community, the word atheist is kind of scary, um, and especially in how it's portrayed in like our media and that kind of stuff. And so, n- being like an atheist in itself, but not only that, but you're a Satanist too. Yeah, it, it kind of. You know, I've had people like tell me that like you're not black because like you're not a Christian, and that's really weird for me because it's like, well, like who said that we all had to be? Well, for starters, like all have to practice the same thing and all have to think the same. You know what I mean? So yeah. for me, I already kind of had that that outsider status, and I just kind of joined other people that shared my status, and we just made a community together. So I. I have a, um, I'm, I'm, I swear I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but I have a friend that's, um, I have a friend that's half black and we were sitting there talking about one of a, a follower that I acquired, I guess you can say, I don't know if you know who big boy is. Um, I don't think so. So he used to be in this, um, band called outcast. Um, you know, that song, Hey, Hey, well, apparently he's an old school rapper too, and he still raps. He's, he's a famous guy. Well, I didn't know how famous he was, but it turns out he follows our, our help my unbelief account. And, Mm -hmm. and I saw him post a video with ice cube a couple weeks ago. And I was like, dude, one of our followers posted a video with ice cube. That's crazy. And my, my friend that's half black goes, Oh, who's your follower? And I showed him Big Boy, and he goes, "That's not just somebody with Ice Cube. That's Big Boy." And he goes, "Why is he following you? Because he's kind of throwing shade on me. He still doesn't understand why I have so <laughs> many followers." And I was, I was like, "I don't know." And he was like, "Well, I will tell you, the black community is very religious, very religious." And I didn't realize like how it's Christianity is in their culture. Um, would you say like the majority, like 90, 98% of the black community is Christian? Um, not 90. I actually did read a study that put the number around 65, um, which I still think is a pretty big chunk of like a, a group of people. That's about um, the same as white yeah, people then, be, right? That'd be more so in the, in the South, I believe. But that'd be the same as white people, right? That's, I think that white people are around 60% as well. Not anymore, I don't think. I think that we're slowly becoming the outcast. Well, yeah. Yeah. Christianity is definitely Anglo Saxon Christian. I mean, that just puts you off in a corner by yourself. Yeah. That, so um, I did notice that, that it is like decreasing essentially. Um, but um, anyway, <laughs> um, 
I don't know. Somebody else go. <laughs> <laughs> Larry's on one today and he's making me blank. I I I have I have a a little bit of um, natural. I'm kind of wrestling with something. Um, What's up? Well, you know, we all have the right to believe what we want to believe, and and mm-hmm. that's the fundamental God given right that we have is the power to choose. It's just there's a spirit within me that's that wants to just caution you and say that you know. I love you. You know, I feel like this is God talking about you specifically. I love you, but watch child where you're going because, you know, supporting God really feels strongly. I know you don't believe in him, but I feel like that I'm being promoted to tell you. He addresses it all through the Old Testament of it's not being bisexual, it's offering sons and daughters to Moloch. And, you know, I, I just, I, I've, I just felt a really strong pull just to say that's abhorrent to God. You know, he cursed the Israelites over and over again for that practice. And many of them died and bad things happened when they participated in the sacrificial death of his children. Um, and so, you know, when I hear you say that, that you guys come and stand up and give people outs in places that don't believe in abortion, give them outs to say, hey, I'm a Satanist, you can't go against my religious beliefs, um, I, I just felt like there was a little bit of a warning light in there and that I was supposed to share that with you, that, that you know, <clears throat> be very careful doing that you know in our youth we can smugly say yeah you know i'm gonna go this way because it feels good and because i'm unique and because i like the rebel effect it has i kind of like i really enjoy making my parents angry i enjoy being anti all of this stuff but then man you know there are absolutes and 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 we cross those lines you know god can forgive us anything but but i that's that's just a really strong feeling that I'm getting is is just just watch your step there, dear. You know, I, I feel like God is is saying, you know, the whole thing with this Roe versus Wade deal is, you know, I think our country has been judged because of the the way that we've set ourselves above God, um, and and we start telling people it's your body when it's not, it's a soul, and uh, I don't know. That's kind of what I'm feeling. I know that's deep, and I'm not trying to condemn you in any way whatsoever. Um, I, I just, I just felt fair warning. There's a warning signals that went off in my heart about that. Is you know, we all, we all stray. You know, there's nobody sitting at this table that told that haven't been in one way or another exactly where you're at, and and uh, just love you as a human. Just, just be careful. Careful. Okay, let's use that as your final. Because we're at 123. That's my final thing. Okay. Angela, do you got anything? Did you say that, have you said that you had a Christian, like, experience when you were a child? I mean, because everybody Mm -hmm. goes through stuff, but have you had any, like, spiritual thing happen to you? Or that made, like, what made you decide to go to the religion that you're in right now, basically? Like, 
have you had any experience of God like talking to you or anything like that? Now it's really interesting because at the time when I was practicing, I, I felt like I was, but now that I'm a little bit older, I feel like those things can be chalked up to, to like more logical explanations and not necessarily something supernatural. So like how I think about things now is like, if all the lights in my house like went out like one, like right now, like, am I going to like assume that like a deity did it or am I going to like go to like the electrical box and like figure out what's going on? That kind of thing. So a lot of, and I'm not discounting like anybody's experience because everybody's experience is valid. Um, but I just feel like for me, and I don't believe in anything innately supernatural. I think these things can kind of be like chalked up to like placebo or maybe some other things. Um, so personally, I, I would say no, although I felt like I did in the past. Well, even if you did in the past, it's it's not always like stuff that like, how do I want to say this? It's It's not always like an oh my God feeling, you know? God does things in certain mm-hmm. ways. You just got to be, have faith and be open-minded to those. Like it may not, it may not seem like, like, I feel like the way that you're directing it is like, yeah, you did have these experiences, but you just brush it off. Like somebody has told you something to make you disbelieve in that that is the Holy Spirit because we consider it the Holy Spirit, but the way that you're assuming that people are getting in your head and it's changing your perspective when it probably was the Holy Spirit and God talking to you, you just didn't know how to, how to intake it. That's my final. Well, I'm not and like, trying to bash you or anything, too. but thank you for coming. I on. know you're good. No, I it's no problem, really. I, I do welcome conversation. Larry? And it's like talking to strangers on the internet. Well, I've, look, Mark's got daughters. I've got daughters. Zach's got daughters. And, you know, raising daughters. My oldest one will be turning 40 in February, and my youngest one will be turning 29 in December. So, you know, they're right Right, they're a little older than you are, but the th- the thing is that they're out in the world, and through those, you know, we as dads know that we need to let our daughters grow, but we do want to give them direction, just like when we taught them how to how to drive. You know, um, the rules and regulations are there for everybody's protection, kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But as a father, I, I feel that you know, trying to let you stretch but not wanting you to get broke, not wanting mm-hmm. you to, to completely lose yourself is I guess the biggest thing that I'm feeling right now. And just through our age, we know how far the walk back is, you know, and I don't want to end a sentence in a preposition, but that's exactly it. We know how far we walked away from the Lord and how he was always there and since you were raised in the church in, in a form, you can understand the story of the prodigal son. And each and every one of us in this room was a prodigal. Every one of us. And we know that we were just one more temptation away when we first, from, from falling completely in. And so... Looking at it from our point of view, we're not trying to preach or bash, but at the same time, we feel 
where you've been because we've already been there. And you feel like you it's necessary for you to get gain that experience on your own instead of learning from somebody else. The Holy Spirit in mm-hmm. itself is the presence of God. And when we ask for the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes. But he can't hang in us when we are in active sin. So through the Holy Spirit guidance, we basically have that that format that leads us to where we need to go if we're listening. But the farther away from the Holy Spirit we get, the less we can hear his voice. But when we're actively sinning, he has to step back because he can't be there. So what you felt in your youth when you were actively seeking God was the Holy Spirit. It's not feel-goods, and it's not a little, little warm, fuzzy feeling moment. It was the actual Holy Spirit. But as you walked away and began to engulf your sin, your, yourself in, into other sins, the Holy Spirit did back away. But he's standing there on the edge, and he's just waiting on you to turn toward him. And I guess that's, I, there again, I'm not trying to bash. I just, because my daughter, um, these kind of things hit a little bit closer to home for me. Um. And it's kind of difficult not to break down in tears every time I see what I know what your dad's going through. Whether you know it or not, I do, because I am. And I just want to say, you know, Alyssa, I love you. And I I know that Jesus loves you. Okay, my turn. I'll make mine fast. Thank you for coming on, Alyssa. Um, thank, first of all, thank you for coming on, on such short notice. Um, I didn't, um, you, you saved me essentially. So I appreciate that. Um, I hope we, um, like I said, I hope we stood up to what my word was to you before. Um, um, oh, Larry, Larry, I'm sorry. Larry reads a Bible verse at the end of every episode. Traditionally, I read a verse each time. And I had one marked already and I got caught up in talking. All right, so this is this is Isaiah 30, verse 1. Woe to the obstinate children, declares the Lord, to those who carry out plans that are not mine, forming an allegiance but not with my spirit, heaping sin upon sin. Okay, so um, let me continue. Oh, I hope I, I hope I held up to my word of the way that we said we would conduct ourselves Um you know, and getting you on the show. Um, thank you. Like I said, just thank you for coming on. I, I hope um, um, it was good. It was good learning. I, you, sh- you shed some insight um, on um, your beliefs today, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen to ours as well. I think these um, discussions are super important mm-hmm. and kind of pushing forward in how we interact with each other. I think I really enjoy your energy. I think you're a very sweet person. And it's really cool that a young person and um, a person that doesn't believe the same thing as me can sit here and have as cool of a conversation as we had today. Amen. And I thought it was, uh, yes. I thought it was a lot of fun and cool. Um, and I'd like to do it again sometime. And the uh, floor is yours. Um, well, I mean, thank you guys for having me on. I really do appreciate it. I'm just here to have a good time. Not just here, though, like in life in general. 
So um, I do hope you guys have a good day, and I do hope to be back, hopefully soon, because yeah. I do like it here. That would Goodbye. be cool. Far Thank out. you. Where are you from, by the way? Chicago. Chicago. Chicago, don't you know? Is that the right? <laughs> no, that's Minnesota. Ain't it? Yeah, pizza up there, man. <laughs> do I have an Do I have an accent? That's called Chi Town, bro. Do I have an accent, Alyssa? Yes. Do you have an accent? Yeah. Um, kind of. You know, I I, I can see if somebody said like a little the little country southern twang in there. there um, but go. personally, I would like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're like, from like it's we're from Oklahoma. A little bit like. Oh, okay. Love it. Yep. So she not she at all. Close. It. Well, I didn't think I talked like that. <laughs> I didn't think I talked like that. When I was in California, I used to, uh, the girls out there would say, say y'all again. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I can, I can okay. hang with that. Thank you, Alyssa, again. I appreciate it. I hope you have a good day. Of course. And um, tell, your, tell your dad you went on a Christian podcast. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> no, don't tell him. I forgot he doesn't know. Don't tell him. Don't tell, tell your him. mom. Don't tell, tell your mom. Tell your it's mom. fine. Don't tell your dad. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was cool. We got some insight. So um, I'm really still on. She didn't. He didn't that time. I did too. Oh, you picked it out I before, s- dude. I sat down. That Bible's been open on that verse since I sat down at this table. Oh, before. Well, we I thought got, I saw you scrambling. No, That's why. No, I went back because I wrote Proverbs thirty one, and I knew that that. And then I I looked up and I went. Well, wait, that's Isaiah. Explain to me about this. Sorry, I was Mark trying to problems. look it up, but explain to me about this Molech thing that you were talking about. Well, it was a god of the Canaanites. Um, okay. That's a, th- so this is in this, Numbers. Yeah, all well, this is in all through Chronicles, Kings, Judges. Yeah. Uh, over and over again, it talks about how the children of Israel would be corrupted by, you know, intermarrying uh not not educating themselves generation after generation their kings would lead them away they would set up these temples in the high places worshiping the gods of the people that had integrated with Israel they'd become seduced by them and one of them was the teachings of the god of of the Canaanites which was Molech and they would sacrifice their firstborn it looks like a, like a furnace yeah, yeah like a furnace yeah, yeah. they throw them into the fire wasn't that one? Wasn't he the one where they created the the brass god and the hands were like this and they would set the baby on it and but the hands were because of the fire inside oh, they yeah. they consumed yeah. it just like this yeah. yeah that's what it looks like it looks like so a could you a, imagine could you imagine how it would feel to set your baby. Well, how, how, I how, mean, sometimes I didn't like my children when how, they cried and screamed and hollered and needed, you know, care. But at the same time, I would never have once thought about doing that. Yeah, it looks like the idea is like a bronze statue with yeah. like a fire pit inside, and it has its hands stretched out. Yeah, like, and, and that was this. Right here, so. That was absolutely then, abhorrent to yes. God. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Well, and, and why was that? God's plan was to sacrifice His Son for all of humanity, and to keep that stuff from happening. It's a slap right in God's face. And look yeah. what look what we do through abortion. We stick metal things up there and saw them into pieces. Yeah. Have we gotten any better? I would say we're we've gotten worse. 
I think you did a really good job of how you approach that. It's just frightening. It's yeah. just a scary thing for me. I, I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying, I care about your soul. Don't be a part of this. Don't be an active part of leading people astray and telling them it's okay yeah. to murder my children. I like, I like how you approach that. Cause I think it does need to be said. I just think we have to approach it a certain way. And I like, I like the way you do it. I'm learning how you approach. Cause like, like Larry, Larry did a great job too. Larry goes, very empathetic. Larry goes, and then you, and then me, I, I just completely back out. <laughs> right. And then we're like two very different how we do it. And mm. then you kind of just ease in. So I think me and him both can learn from how you, approach that because i thought oh you kind of eased into that he does a lot of the same that pastor gary does yeah i think you ease into it really well because and i'm trying to learn too because i really i really agree with you i don't like his approach but i, I also think mine's probably worse than his i haven't learned how to not slap him upside the head sometimes yeah i, I mean i'm I'm doing my best not to well it's just like i'm not 100 percent going in at it i'll be honest with you where i had a problem with in this episode and this is the way i felt and i use i want to wait 24 four hours till I say something, but I'm not mad about it, but I want to talk to you about how I felt. So when we were talking about whenever that girl reached out her hand and she was like, yeah, yeah, that's, um, she's like, if I saw that, I would 100% convert to Christ. I felt like we were like building a rapport there. And then when you said, um, when you said, well, wait a second, I don't understand what an atheistic Satanist, I think it kind of directs the show in a different direction. Does that make sense? You know what I I believe? Uh-huh. I believe that we are each a branch of God's tree. Yeah. That's, That's what, what I, I believe. I love watching it unfold. That's why I say it because like to watch it unfold. I'm is, not the one that picked Larry to come on the show, so I don't feel like it's my place to direct how he acts on the show. Right. And I don't believe it's his place to have me direct because honestly, I look at myself and I think the way that I act with people is maybe more dangerous than his. Because like I said, just a second ago, and we're just, we, us, we've never had this conversation before. So this is us talking about it now. The way you do it is you want to go in and warn them and tell them to get out of there and stuff like that. I back completely out. I don't say, I'd rather just not say anything. That's dangerous, man. That's not okay. And then Mark kind of eases into it. Right. And yeah. I think I think we could learn from from him. You know what I mean? But I don't think it's good not to say anything. Well, we can't. We, I, we can't and remain Christians. Yeah. That, that's the thing. Exactly. That, that's the thing. You know, we could have this show where people come on and talk about everything in, in his antithesis of what our God tells us is wrong. And then just hang up the phone and not say nothing. Yeah. Then we would be working with them with, yeah. For who? Yeah. Satan. Right. We have to, and that's the gliding line the guiding. That's, that's the dance here is to how, how to talk to each one of everyone listening and here he, with love, because the simple fact is I was her. At 25, save, save that one thing that I talked about. I was for, now I was even literally so much of a libertarian or anarchist that I've been like, well, it's not your business to save those people want to make those choices. It's their business. You know, just everything's permissible. You know, I I've grown from that and I have a feeling she'll probably grow from that too, but how do you grow from something unless someone is is telling you, you know, hey, doll, you let's, might think about this. Yeah. Let's throw that at you. 
Okay. Try to go back to that mentality that you were, you had at 20 and somebody in wisdom right, and in love tried to explain to you, Hey, then you're really going to pay for what you're doing. Right. I did. You know, I did have somebody do that and it irritated the, yeah. Well, let, right. me, let me read a Bible verse See, real quick. I, I always accepted it when people tried to correct me, but I didn't, I never, I didn't listen to I it. never mentally shut down everything. You know, I still had a mom that loved and prayed for me. I All still right. had, a, uh, you know, the, the influence of Christ in my life, e- even when I wasn't around them. So let me, ahead, um, let me read a Bible verse real quick, and then we can discuss how we think it applies to um, what we're doing on this show, because I don't, a lot of people use this for marriage, which I think it can mainly be used there, but I think it can also be used, um, for what we're talking about here today. We can maybe have a discussion on how, what we think this means for us. So second Corinthians six fourteen, be you not unequally yoked w- together with <laughs> unbelievers for that fellowship hath righteousness and unrighteousness and what communion hath light with darkness. So what, like what good does light have with darkness? Nothing, right? Then it says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. So everybody uses that for a person not to get married with an unbeliever, a believer not to get, um, but it also basically is saying like, don't be joined together with unbelievers at all. Exactly. It's not just talking about marriage. Right. It's talking about your friendship. But what does light have to do with darkness? So that, I don't think that means that we can't, we can't you know, be with unbelievers and talk with them and love them and no, but share we're conversation to be the with light them. To them. Yeah. We're supposed to be the salt to them. We're supposed to be the example to them. We're supposed to stand and our actions and our deeds should yeah. even speak louder than our words. But you can't be a light if you're sitting back afraid to say stuff. You can't. Or I, conversely, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, angry because we've all experienced that before too. Righteous, Praise Lord, righteous <laughs> yeah. indignation, and so you've got we've got to hit that, you know that that middle line there, which Christ did so well. You know, I keep thinking over and over again, the woman at the well, the woman at the well. You know, that interaction with her was empathetic, caring, non-judgmental. He told her everything she'd have done. He said, "Yeah, that's not really well. You're right because you're not actually married." You're not staying with the guy that, you know, basically told her what her life was. And he says, you know, this water you drink, you know, you'll live forever. And it was loving. You know, how do you, how do you tell somebody that's just gone completely, you know, yeah. the opposite direction that. Not- well, I also struggle with right when she was talking about the abortion thing Mm. A part of me wants to like, feels like I got to, you got to jump in right then. Mm -hmm. But then that definitely spurs a a debate. You do good. I'm not saying that. I just, I'm just trying to tell you how I feel. No, but I mean, you've got, I want you to understand how I feel too. Like you deserve to know how I feel. But I mean, I, on that, nobody can, nobody has to guess how you feel. No. Yeah. But people have to guess how I feel. It is very hard for me to keep my mouth shut in that particular moment. I know. Very, very, very difficult. And so the Lord reined my mouth in because I'm not here to offend. Well, I can tell you're in a mood today too. (laughs) But at the same time, I'm standing for Christ. Yeah, we have to. Yeah. All right. You can't just go off air and not have those things addressed, you know? But I right. like how it happened, how we go ahead and we go on with the conversation a little bit, and then I like how at the end, at the end, you eased into it and be like, hey, I just think I got to tell you this because right. abortion's not okay. 
No. And actively, actively fighting against life. That is kind of wild that there's this that caveat. What we what what Satan does his best to um, to make not worth anything to make worthless is life. Yeah. Each life, whether it be accidental or on purpose, is created by God. Right. Simply. Right. There's yes, you're the mother, and yes, you're the father, but after that, you know, God created the reason for that life to be. And each one is special in its own. And for you to take a life, whether it even, you know, I'll, I'll even go here, whether it be an abortion or whether it be killing somebody, mm-hmm. it's still murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I just want to say this, like, and I don't say this to be cocky or anything, but a show like this is so hard to do for all of us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you can see why God chose all all of us that's in this room to be here week in and week out. And no single one of us would be able to. No. It's, no. All, it's all necessary. Every single one of us is necessary in this room that's here. That's why, like, when, um, when Mark's here, me and Larry, we do our best to string through... Me and Larry, actually, our personalities change just a little bit. Mark's kind of like a a backstop for us, almost. Like, he kind of helps us out. A governor. Yeah, I'm, I've always like been sandpaper. Why am I being like a backstop? I'm the sandpaper. Like, oh, no, no, I'm the sandpaper. Like, You're the governor. We, we, both, baby. we both almost kind of like, we, we temper ourselves a little bit. We kind of right. watch ourselves a little bit because we both understand that there's not like a mediator or a referee or somebody that's going to bring it back in. So ah. we know we have to, we know we have to be on our yeah, best. You mean like when he's not here? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. what I'm saying. And when he's here, when he's here, me and Larry kind of, we cut loose a little bit more when right. you're here because we know that well, somebody with a sane mind is going to be It's here. like, he's <laughs> like, he's a throttle. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and you're the governor. Well, there you go. Okay. Yeah. And I'm a fuel. Yeah. All I right? like it. Because I can, I can no, go there. Larry's that Larry's that little wire that's trying to grab the gas pedal every time it goes to the floor and keep it there. That's what you are. <laughs> I used to have an S10 that did that. I would push the gas and it would stick. And the first time I was like, "Oh crap!" And there really was this like wire that would that would hang on. I'd have to first time while it was going, I had to reach down there and reach up into the dash and pull that wire off. I was freaked out. Dude. That was the cable, and it had worn itself through and it was grabbing uh, on it i think better Just change the cable out my friend uh, engine rudder brakes can i have a cooler name <laughs> rudder. Hey, there you I'm go sorry hey hey rudder yeah he's no, on it's steers. Just, hey where's zach zach you mean the rudder <laughs> like yeah, i said he's the rudder. It's, it's a cool it's a cool it's a really cool show but this is incredibly difficult for all of us to do and how each one of us approaching in here, none of us are wrong. Right. It's the way it's the way that God intended it. And I truly believe that that it's not Mark's job to tell me how I react. That's why I'm very careful of like, well, you may not agree how Larry or Mark approaches the thing, but it's not your job to tell them that because God picked him 
to be on the show. Mm. Well, yeah. Darcy Dar- must have screwed up this morning and put 91 octane in instead mm. of the 87. You are, you are wild now. You must have got extra sleep last night or something. No, you're, I am in so much pain, it's unbelievable. I enjoy I enjoy you when you're like this, though. I enjoy it. it well, he doesn't enjoy it. <laughs> Do you, do you okay? It makes I'm me sorry. it makes me more nervous, but I, it's better for it's better for radio, I guess you can mm. say. No, the doctor is taking me off of uh, I have a profen for my knees. Mm. We're listen. If y'all are prayers, I need prayers. Okay. I need healing in my knees. Period. Man, I either have an option: God heals them, or I'm going to have to end up with. Why did he take you off ibuprofen? Are you having gut issues? Natural. No, because I've had to bump it up that much to keep going. Yeah, How much are you taking? I I take two eight hundred. Uh, oh, that's good. I good take two eight hundreds when I get out of bed. That's, oh my god! Yeah, so yeah. Not good for yeah. your liver. To get out that'll of bed. start jacking with your it starts your gut jacking with my kidneys. kidneys yeah, and it, apparently yeah. it's jacking with my kidneys a little bit. Already. Yeah, but uh, and then you need to try kratom. Then sometimes I'll have to take one midday, and then I have uh-uh. to take another eight hundred at night. Yeah. But he's putting me on some natural stuff, which is like really super expensive. Okay, herbal, I'm fine. You don't have to try cream. Yeah. I just well, rather you try an herbal her- route. You it, know? it is herbal, but it takes a while to get this out of the system and get this into the system. So it, we're on a month trial, and right now, it doesn't feel good. I'm You're suffering through the pain. It, yeah, I'm suffering through the pain. Man, that sucks, man. We will pray for you. Let's pray for Larry on the way out. Remind me, Angela. Let's pray for Larry, as we don't we don't want our brother to well, go through that. I accept that. my healing. Yeah, just bring it on, God. Yeah, because I go. really don't want to go through a total knee. I can't do that right now. You have to get both of them too, wouldn't you? Um, you can't do both at the same time. They won't do it. Yeah, but it's, you have to get the other one done yeah, eventually. Need, right? Yes, but right now this one is. It's and my, your back's messed up too, right? Yeah, and I'm feeling because I'm offsetting. I feel the wear and tear on my hip now yep. more than I have. Yep. So one problem can lead to a whole bunch. And because of the fusion in my back, I have some, I'm starting to have some more nerve issues that are coming alive because I'm jostling everything back around when I start limping really bad. Yeah. Look, I, this old car needs a new frame. Yeah. <laughs> Pray for Larry, everybody that's listening. I need to this. restoration in this vehicle. Any final thoughts about today and, and what I, I learned I learned a lot from, from today. I learned a lot. I really did. I learned I learned quite a bit of things about it. Just so you know, when I mean, truthfully, Darcia was paying attention so she knows that I did this. This was even before the mics were turned on, I came in and I actually flipped the page. Oh, that's wrong one. Because I heard her say I something, but I can't hear anybody in this yeah. room that's not on a, I have a very bad there, hearing there problem. Was, there's not a marker on this. Okay, there's not a marker. I opened up my Bible, put it down, got some other stuff, take my hearing aids out, did all this, and got set. And I'm looking like, okay, Lord. Read it again? What, what verse? Read it again? What verse should I do? And... That one jumped, literally jumped out at me, and I marked it. The you, case has leopard print yeah, on it. Yeah. That could not be a better case yeah, for those glasses. That's cool, man. Wow. So, Get him, Larry. <laughs> He's spicy. <laughs> I mean, as I read this, my wife nodded her head like, you know the Lord gave you that word. Mm-hmm. So it's Isaiah 31, 30, verse 1. Woe to the obstinate children, declares the Lord. To those who carry out plans that are not mine, forming an allegiance 
an alliance, actually, I'm sorry, alliance, but not by my spirit, heaping sin upon sin. We are doing that as a people right now. I mean, continually, we living in our sin, and instead of repenting and turning away, we constantly heap more sin onto it. Now, I don't know about you, but as a dad, when my daughter did something wrong, daughters did something wrong, I corrected them. Mm-hmm. But if they did, like, like there was a rule in my house, <clears throat> don't lie to me. Yeah. Don't lie. That's a big one for me, too. Now, you're going to get in trouble for doing something wrong. Yes. But if you lied about it, the punishment will be greater because now you've compounded. Yeah. And I said that all the time. You've compounded. That's what it's saying right there. Heaping sin upon sin is compounding sin upon sin upon sin upon sin. And with no repentance, you're building a poo-poo pile. Okay? Right. Okay. You dig what I'm saying? Did that that came out of left center, but yeah. I was following you until poo-poo pile. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, the pee pee glasses are still killing me. Oh, so pee pee and poo poo. We're just mixing you. together like yeah. fine wine here. Okay. There you go. But I mean, we need to have a repentant heart like King David. We need to do it as a group. It's just it's it's scary, but we're headed as an individual. As you know, as a family, if, yeah. if, if Darcy and I are, are moving the wrong way, and then somebody comes up and goes, "Hey, I don't know what y'all two are thinking," we listen to people that talk into our life. Yeah, there are certain, just like you, there are certain people that have that right, and, right, and yeah. we've given them those abilities to speak into us and to help guide us in our walk. Yeah, because we can't be a self-governing. No deal Mm -mm. she governs me i govern her yes and we have the holy spirit in and just as i was telling her when we sin when i actively sin in sin and i talked about this last week with with the uh the the item that i got and i took back i i did take that back back. i did and i walked in and i said i need you to listen to this it's going to sound weird and she went to the computer i said stop that right now because that's what got me into this I yeah. need you to listen to what I'm telling you. And I'm willing to accept the punishment of whatever it is. Either I pay for this or you take it back and put it on yourself and you can't put it back in your, cause it's not out of your inventory yet. Okay. So that's kind of what I, what I did. And I didn't want that kid to get in trouble for giving out. That's an expensive thing. Yeah. You know? So after that, I went over and I ordered a couple more things and, paid for some stuff and you know i spent more money but i you know it was now i'm relieved so right now if i took communion i would be okay taking communion because i have repented of my sin and i have and i have set the wrong right you know we we take that as if I have a problem with what my about, brother. What's your wisdom? What about sin we don't know about? Because wouldn't you agree that we probably all have sin that we're unaware of? Definitely. But the Holy Spirit makes you aware of it, so why aren't you listening? But, but I'm, No, my question specifically is about the communion thing. Like, mm-hmm. So, like you said, you how said— How many because, times does Pastor Kevin lead you into a prayer of repentance before communion? Oh, uh, okay. 
So you repent and right. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I would just had that question because I know no matter how straight and narrow I'm walking at the time, um, even if I think I'm repented of any active sin I'm in, I know that over time I've learned that I for sure, because of the how I got tricked about the pride thing I told you guys about. Right, yeah. Like I genuinely thought I had no pride in me whatsoever. And then to find Boy, out later, I had a I had a tremendous amount of pride, yes. like more than probably the average person does. And I was literally tricked to think that. So now I know that I'm probably walking around right now, even though I'm thinking I'm okay. Right now, I have some sin that I'm walking through right now. And so that's why I was asking that question about communion, about how you reconcile that. Well, well typically, like I said, Pastor Kevin leads you into a prayer of repentance. So you repent before, right there. Like, yeah. So like between the time that you've asked for repentance and the time that you take your communion, there's such a small gap. You'd have to work real hard to, to do it. But if you're holding on to unforgiveness, see, that's the thing. Yeah. If you're holding on to unforgiveness. That's the big one. Remember what your dad thing, when God had you forgive yeah. your dad, even though mm-hmm. it didn't go ha- exactly how you thought it should, it wasn't for your dad. Yeah. Forgiveness is for you. Yeah. It's the chains that hold you down. Yeah. So when you ask for forgiveness from that person or or you give forgiveness to that person, you don't even have to be around them. I mean, like, I can forgive my daughter for what we're going through, but at the same time, she's not accepting any words or calls from me, so she's not going to hear it. She's not going to yeah. see it. But I, com- I don't have any unforgiveness toward her. This is just to walk that she has to walk out and and i can just only pray for her well that's what my mom did and look what happened i wonder if she avoids you like the plague because i wonder if she avoids you like the plague because she knows how on fire for god you are yes because my spirit upsets her spirit yeah and that's that's understandable i mean yeah she pulled away from her sisters too oh really yeah she don't want to have anything to do with anybody in this family but that's okay how old is she? Guess what? I'll still pray for her. She turns 29 in December. Gotcha. Yeah, I noticed that these younger girls, they affect you differently than Yeah, and I can't help the... it. I mean, expect. come on. This is like bing, 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 right down the yeah. gum list. Yeah. Well, you guys did good today. Thank you. I'm, I learn I learned something every every week. Um, I'm learning how important you guys are to this, I, even though I knew that before, but I'm seeing exactly why everybody's so important so thank you guys for coming here every week it's like to have the combination to me (laughs) yeah if you got this 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 then yeah okay i'm yeah i'm sorry that's i think sometimes it's just my love for also like the the enemy trying to get you getting you to act a certain way or maybe it's god trying to fortify you or something you know by oh i can definitely those. feel i can definitely feel the holy spirit sitting on my back going whoa Larry, yeah hold on, yeah hold on, hold on. and that's not don't, that's cool don't get into your flesh we've don't all get into your flesh we've all grown a lot since this since this show yeah i've noticed your arms are getting bigger oh thanks so is my belly there's a there's a guy there's a guy and i i noticed that our timing's been good but there's a guy that you snapped on that you'd that you acted out of character on that if that happened right now, if that show happened this week, I would, I would have let you gone. I would have turned off my mic and walked out of the room and let you sit there and roast him. Cause I have no respect for him now. None. And just watching his content content. Okay. Unless you want me to throw stuff at you, you never 
throw but, your stuff down and walk out. Okay. You know, don't leave me untethered. No, Do I would not leave me. Un- I would listen, sit out I'm there and listen you guys, to you and laugh. You, I'd be like, get no, him Larry. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You don't need me to be untethered. I'm, I'm worse than Peter could ever be. I, yeah. I, I, I would be more agnostic. Is that it? Agnostic? Agnostic? No, and, not agnostic. Antagonistic. Antagonistic, antagonistic yeah. than Paul. I, that's what I'm but saying. I, I would I love it. But I, I would can't love stand it. on those credentials. Yeah, I can't I know. stand on those, on those credentials. I shouldn't have even said that, but I just it bothers me seeing somebody act outside their character, and I know it's not them. I know I know they're not acting the way that they know that I can tell it's not him. He's acting a way that he thinks he should be because he feels like he fits into this group of people a little better than what the group of people that he was raised with. And it, I can tell that he is just completely out of his element and it's just fake, man. And I hate it. And it bothers me, man. It bothers the crap out of me. So you're saying that this red shirt is in the middle of a whole bunch of blue shirts thinking that he's wearing a blue shirt. And he's not. And he, Absolutely. And when he makes the blue and the red, what do you get? Poo-poo color. Purple. It still <laughs> ain't blue. Right. Right? Okay. Yeah. I, I, anyway, I want to say that. We, we got to get out of here. We're over two. So let's see if we can get this under two somehow, some way. So um, say your thing. Jesus loves you, and so do I. Thank you for watching and listening. We are out. Thank you for watching or listening all the way to the end. To be a guest on the show or to get a hold of us, please contact us at info at helpmyunbelief.org. And more importantly, make sure to check out new episodes every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Central.